Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mangana. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Do It With Dan podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mangana. I am here with an illustrious guest who... (laughs) You're going to be excited to hear all about. Uh, I had the pleasure of being on Kutra's podcast about a month ago. Was it like a month ago? I was yeah, on your podcast? Yeah. It seemed Something like yesterday, but yeah, it was about a month ago. About a month ago. I was like, this lady's so cool. I need to get the people to introduce to, to meet her. I need to find out the whole story, the whole nine yards, shebang bang. I've been like going back and forth on Twitter and seeing all the cool tweets. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to find out all of the things. So here we are finding out all of the things. Why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do? All right, perfect. Um, well, my name is Petra, um, and I enjoy everything that uh, has to do with creating and, and really the entrepreneurial process. I initially started my career as a uh, booking agent slash marketing slash <laughs> a publicist for independent and major acts, you know, working within the, within the entertainment space at AMW Group, which I enjoyed. Everything was perfect, just being able to travel and to uh, really experience the entertainment industry in a different way. Although I initially thought that I would be some sort of big fab entertainment journalist, <laughs> you know, before before I got my opportunity there. But yeah, after, you know, several, several years of just kind of working and just trying to figure out like what I really wanted to do, I found myself more uh, leaning toward, you know, doing things that are uh, more creative based. Not that what I wasn't doing was already allowing me to use my creativity, but when I really decided to delve into the entrepreneurial journey 100% and started creating um, the podcast and all these cool projects being involved with uh, different artists and entrepreneurs and authors and, you know, just different opportunities just led me to to this space where I am now. And I am currently doing like PR and marketing co- consultations, advisory projects, and in addition to the the podcast and a lot of other cool stuff that I that I'm looking to do, and oh yeah, in the book, yes, yeah, so I recently published a book, which was my first self publishing nice. project, and it went it went pretty well. So you know, I'm just I'm still trying to find my footing as I grow and running into cool people like yourself and and learning learning as I move along the process. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you 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 came up in the entertainment industry. You were the. It sounds almost like you were the consigliere that was sort of running alongside and making sure everyone was where they were was supposed to be and getting getting their stuff done. Does that sound about right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was definitely more uh, along the scope of being on the back end of things. Yeah. 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 Is there was it was that something that you were really passionate about before you got into it? Because I know there's some people, they get into a career or even into a business that they love, but initially there was like another reason why they got into it. I've spoken to people that were like, well, I kind of just thought it would be good. And then I got there and then I loved it. Or was it something that you're passionate about leading into the process of, of moving into that industry? Yeah. You know, uh, to be honest, I, I initially got into that opportunity because of something else that I was interested in, which was like the entertainment journalism and, and, you know, interviewing different artists and being on that end. And even before that, like I've always loved music, you know, specifically, you know, hip hop and um, that whole culture. So at one point, 
you know, early on when I was when I was younger, I thought that I would be a, an artist. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you spend time in the studio with different artists and singers, songwriters, producers, rappers. And, you know, you, you kind of start feeling yourself feeling like, you know, OK, there's opportunity to, to write or to do some things. And um, mm. as time passed, like like I said, I've always just been um like the whole MTV vibe and the hosting and all of that, that's sort of uh, to where you go and you highlight and you feature people and you just really, um, you know, share what they're doing. So it's kind of like, you know, both people are excited. You have the host that's excited and you have the artist that's excited and you're sharing in the creation process with them because you're letting mm. people know about what they've created. And I've that whole culture, like for BT, uh, MTV, all of the countdown shows, I was always like stuck in that whole zone. So uh, in college, you know, I wanted to try my hand as, as you know, an entertainment journalist. And, you know, when you do like the internships and things don't pan out and then you just end up like, oh, OK, well, let me just move on. Mm-hmm. And then it just happened to where um, with the AMW situation, that was kind of through me doing the writing independently because I, I just decided to start my own blog, started writing, started covering local acts and, you know, ran into that situation with AMW. And, you know, luckily... Uh-huh ended up, you know, merging and, and helping to kick off the offices here in the States. And we, you know, we opened that up successfully, ran it. I think those guys have gone on, what, 23, 24 years now. But um, yeah, it's been the better part of my career just doing that. But I, you know, it's still entertainment infused, but I really was trying to, to come in uh, as, a, as a writer, you know, but hey, I, you know, I did get to write some, but it was mm-hmm. like, hey, girl, you're going to be doing something different. So basically, you you're if I if I understand this correct, and please correct me if I'm wrong, you ended up just saying, "Hey, let me just edify others. Let me see what's going on with the local scene. Let me just do this writing thing just for the sake of doing it." And from you just following that breadcrumb, you ended up meeting this situation where you got brought in in a big way into the music industry. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's wow. you. You could not have explained it better. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Wow power of edifying others i always find that there's, there's a concept i talk to, i talk about called uh, value vacuums and it's the idea that when we're just giving and creating space because nature abhors a vacuum that space that we create by giving has to get filled up because god doesn't like um, being in debt but what happens is is that we always get filled in with more of what we are so when we're genuinely just giving not giving to take but just giving it always ends up getting filled in with giving coming back our way so it's a it's a twist on the whole karma karma vibe but i find time and time again that when people just step out not even really thinking with an agenda just sort of giving um something lovely always comes back and uh, thank you for the opportunity to see once again that in action yeah you know and i i agree with you there like you know when you don't think about it because now that, that you mention it i'm just kind of flat you know tracing back in my mind like what if I was really trying to get something out of that opportunity or if I just kind of flowed into it and you're exactly right I think I just stepped into something that I enjoyed and it just happened to be a little bit more than what I initially anticipated that's beautiful Uh, so yeah I'm I'm you know I'm and thankfully I'm getting back to that space because with me you know you you end up doing things for so long and you forget that there's other things for you to do you know you get comfortable you get complacent and you just kind of stay in that place of um being comfortable you know and you, mm-hmm. you're not really stretching yourself mm-hmm. and so like I really enjoyed that that whole phase that whole part of the journey because that's when I was really 
my, not most creative, but that's when I was really kind of flowing without reservation, without, you know, being concerned with what people think and, you know, and, oh, are, are they going to be happy with this? Am I pleasing this person? Am I doing this right? And now it's like, all right, we, you know, tap back into that energy and let's try to mm. see what we go this time around, you know? And that's something that's been coming up a lot in my conversations with people recently. And even in my own life, it's how much energy that we just lose being concerned about what other people are thinking, right? Versus, like you said, just being in that flow and just creating something that's bringing value and that makes us feel good. Exactly, man. That's, I, I you know what, it's almost, it's crazy the the amount of attention. And, and, you know, it's easy to say that, you know, you don't care or you are not concerned, but um, there are, you know, there's proven evidence to where, you know, hey, yeah, we are concerned quite a bit with mm. <laughs> some of the things that that happened around us, which, you know, and 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 rightfully so, you sh- you definitely have to be mindful of uh, different environments and uh, situations, and that's fine. But like from a creative aspect, that's the whole. That's what I'm t- speaking of. Like when you when you're coming from a creative place, you don't have time to be concerned with whether somebody is going to validate the idea or approve it because you you won't be able to move forward. So, you know, I'm just getting back into that space the last couple of years and, and really just trying to get out of the the cookie cutter phase of, of doing things because, you know, I, I ended up kind of doing things that way for so long, like in, in the later part of the career. And, and really when I, in, in hindsight, what I think was happening was you just, you just kind of max out. You max out of, okay, you're not, okay, so 10 plus years, okay. Then it's like, okay, girl, it's time for you to move on and to do something else. And I think when I did not listen to that intuitively, when I received the the initial, because it was way before that, when I was kind of nudged to, hey, you need to maybe just step out. I want you to do this. And that was coming from a uh, the, the inner God, right? It's coming mm-hmm. from the inner being that you're, that, that you're listening to. And when we disregard that, when we don't, you know, really pay that any attention, then we're forced to pay attention. And mm-hmm. I think it, it was at that point that it was like, all right, this is why you're not interested. You know, this is why you are kind of going around in circles. This is why you're not really trying to dedicate a hundred percent effort or whatever uh, it is that you are looking to accomplish with this project. You know, this is why you're not getting to the next level because you have not moved <laughs> from where I've, I've asked you to, to move from. So I, I think we definitely have to start paying attention to what we hear intuitively because sometimes, you know, even on corporate in corporate careers, you know, we spend five years, six years. And when you look at that length, it's like, okay, you know, you go from being a, um, an entry-level person to somebody that's experienced, then you go to being a pro, then you go to being an expert. Okay, after that, what's after that? You know, what's after that? And if you keep pushing beyond that expert threshold, you get tired. You know, you just, you get tired and you max out. And then eventually the, um, you just, you lose interest and quality and stuff starts to go down. And it's not until you step into something new that you just feel refreshed. And I think a lot of us disregard that. And that's how we end up doing the same thing for like 15, 20, 30, 40 years, you know, with the exception, you know, some people just really enjoy and they love what they do um, for that length of time. But even through that course, they're able to refresh, you know, at different spots to make sure that it's, it's um, something that they're introducing creatively. So just some thoughts sorry about the whirlwind no 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 no. it's beautiful thank you and I said she's one of the things I love about um following you on Twitter every now and then you just get these you just put out these these tweets that just call us back to creativity they just call us back to it time and time again would you say that being called back to creativity and coming back to that creative flow is is something that supported you to find success in what you do 
Yeah, I, I, Dan, I promise you that has been what it is. Like that <laughs> is the key word. I am riding that wave from here on out because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until I just discovered it was like, okay, stop, stop being so concerned with uh, the results of of what you're doing now. Just go ahead and create it. You know, mm. and it's like several things that I'm that I'm working on now that I've been wanting to do for a while and just really um, just not trying to perfect it, but at least make sure that I'm working towards getting it to where I want it to be mm-hmm. and not being so critical of it. So, yeah, that creative process is that's really where our, our um, lifeline lies is, is through being creative because we're creators, you know. And we're not talking about sort of just haphazardly putting out gunk and junk. We're just saying, give your all, but don't get so self-critical that you actually don't end up putting out anything at all. Just do your best, basically. Yeah, exactly mm. that. Yeah. Because I think sometimes people can, um, they can just use that as an excuse to put out rubbish. It's like, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I've been done that before. I've, I've, yeah. And that gets you nowhere. Like, <laughs> no downloads, no likes, no... <laughs> Nobody supports crap, right? Yeah. We can read right through that. You know, you can like 10 minutes on that and, and publish it for sale, you know. <laughs> That's not going to work. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. Know? Let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing today. Because uh, you said you made the transition out from working with AMW. And now you're, 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 in, a, you're, you're in a field where you're, you're more on the entrepreneurial side uh, of things kind of more purely. Why don't you talk a bit more about that transition and, and what that looks like for you on a day-to-day basis now? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely been, uh, you know, a learning process for me from, you know, doing things in a, a partnership setting for so long and just trying to find my, my own voice and footing solo. So um, I've done, uh, I've spent a large majority of that time really just kind of learning and just doing, you know, just trying different things. But right now I'm really interested in uh, just scaling up the podcast and uh, getting into some, some radio, you know, doing, trying my hand at that. And nice. then of course uh, with, with the consulting um, specifically with the PR and the publicity angle, just really trying to help uh, entrepreneurs and, you know, independent brands or individuals, anybody that, that has a project or a product that they're trying to push, just trying to help them create in-house solutions for launching that product and service through their own, uh, you know, through their own means without having to, to go to a PR agency or uh, to, to uh, um, what do you call it, uh, a public relations specialist. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of that, you know, it's really just about learning the, the skill, you know, the craft and the pitch, the storytelling and really selling the story. And I think um, as entrepreneurs, sometimes we forget that we are the best advocates for our brands or our um, products. It's just a matter of trying to figure out, okay, hey, how do I reach this journalist or this publication? And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, yeah, you don't have the relationships or it's about relationships. But, I mean, we're we're on the Internet, right? So it's, <laughs> it's, it's easy to create, you know, uh, relationships with people, you know, in a meaningful manner, provided that you're not stalking them and saying, you know, hey, uh, download my album or, hey, you know, go listen to this or check this out. I, um, so, yeah, on a serious note, yeah, I really just want to just try to show people like, hey, you can you can create this in-house PR solution and this will save you tons of money with 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 uh specifically with PR, you know, because marketing, you know, of course that entails a lot of other different components, but when you're trying to get exposure in media placements for your brand, product, service, event, you want to make sure that you're telling a story from a way that is going to compel 
uh, that perspective outlet to say, okay, hey, yeah, let's 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 have Dan on. You know, he's, you know, I, I like what he's talking about. I like the storyline. Let's let's uh let's reach out and see if we can have him featured, and just you know, understanding that it takes time to really build that media foundation, but you definitely have to get started, and um, you have to just make sure that you're you're crafting the right story and presenting it to the right people. You know, it's a process, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that and I'm just, you know, connecting with people like yourself and just trying to expand and, and create my life from vision. That's yeah. another thing that, I, that I've been enjoying. Yeah. Because I, I think I want to come a bit back bit back a bit to what you've been talking about there, because I think it's critical, for, especially for the entrepreneurs in the audience to understand some of that. And I want to want to dig into it. But I just want to just a quick, quick segue. Isn't it wonderful being able to have that freedom to actually create your own life and vision. I mean, for me personally, I don't understand not doing that. I've kind of always worked for myself. Um, I've only had two jobs in my life. One, when I was like, I don't know, 15 or 16, I worked in the cinemas and I didn't even need the money. I was just doing it because I, I made some friends in. It was something to do one summer. And then the other time was when I was building up my last consulting business, I actually needed the job. So I was, I was working in the call center in the evening and, and building my business up in the morning. But other than that, I've, I've always, always been on the hustle. So it's, it's, it's interesting for me, um, the whole nine to five mindset is just so far removed from me. I've kind of always had the independence, but it's really wonderful to see when I'm speaking to people that do actually make that transition and get to see this side of life where it's like, Oh, like I decide when I'm going to have a holiday. I don't have to put in like a <laughs> holiday request or, <laughs> you know, I think, I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. But I, I, I do want to look back to this thing about building a story. Cause I actually have had like a, an interesting experience over the years of me moving into this business that I do now, my last business, I didn't, I don't think I really needed any PR, um, in what I was doing, I could have probably gone to another level with what I was doing, perhaps, but you know, we're doing seven figures a year, sterling, pound sterling. Um, I had government level contracts that I was doing, you know, and I, I was kind of happy with the level of what I was doing, but with what I do now, you know, being, being the impact is the the core behind what I'm doing now. It's imperative that I am getting my, my, my message in front of more people. And um, what I found early on, was that I was trying, I was trying to get a certain level of exposure before I had those foundations you spoke about. So I worked with one company and they were diligently, you know, pitching me to places, but I had zero. I didn't have a speaker reel. My website didn't really tell my story competently. I wasn't clear on my message. And so, you know, I spent thousands and thousands and thousands on something that didn't actually yield any results. Or I think I got one interview over that whole time. And then again, I did a, when I thought I, I when I thought I had built up a bit of a, a, a basic profile, I, I went off and I invested in a really high level um, public relations person, but the places that they were pitching me to, I wasn't really at that level in terms of that foundation for them to be able to take seriously what, what was being pitched. And so what I've then since done is kind of following what you've been saying, which is really just plugging away at, you know, I, I probably do 10 podcasts a week on average. Um, you know, I blog consistently on my website. I'm constantly putting out content. And then 
again, just doing that thing of building up relationships. I've recently got made a, an executive contributor for quite a decent online magazine. I'm going to get quality quality content put out there. So I just wanted to speak to you off the back of you know my experience that I'm sure that there are other entrepreneurs that are either not taking action because they're scared of the experience that I had or have had a similar experience where they have invested, they've gone for it, but they haven't really done steps in the right order. Can you speak to that? Yeah, you, you mean in terms of like uh, the the PR? Yes, in terms of the PR and getting your name out there and, and really sharing the story on different platforms. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the, the biggest thing that I um, try to advise people, you know, and some people take the advice and some people are like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, but just make sure, like at the very, the first thing that you want to do is just make sure that whatever your brand is, like whatever presence you have online with, you know, through social, your website, just make sure that that's um, in alignment with the story and that it's updated. Sometimes, you know, people reach out like, hey, I uh, have this new book project or whatever, and I'm looking to um, get it to some local publications, you know, Mm -hmm. just for review or feature. And then as soon as you go to the website or you go to the social, like it hasn't been updated since 2012. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you know, um, let's, let's, you know, let's, let's clean up at home first. You know, let's, let's let's start at the house first and get situated. And then we will go out and hunt for, you know, the, the local newspaper, whatever, but no, I, yeah, seriously, I I say, make sure that you're, because you got to remember, these people are going to be going to your house. They're going to your website. They're checking out your socials. They want to see, like, if you're sending them this excellent pitch, the first thing that they're going to do, everybody's Googling. So they're going to go straight to it and say, oh, okay, yeah, this is cool. I, I, I like the representation of what Dan has sent or whatever. Um, let's, let's have him on. So mm-hmm. that, that would be the first thing. Just make sure that the basics are taken care of, whether mm-hmm. that be your, your speaker sheet, your one sheet, your website, mm-hmm. your socials. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if, if it's a professional reel, make sure that's taken care of. Mm-hmm. For you musicians, make sure that you guys have... Uh, you know, professionally mixed and mastered music as much as you can, high resolution mm-hmm. photos, you know, just good images, your, your core packaging. And mm-hmm. then um, from there, I would suggest that you put some time and effort into really thinking about the types of publications uh, that, that you're looking to get featured in. And not only publications, maybe there's a podcast, radio show, or um, even local TV networks, because, you know, sometimes we miss out on those opportunities, uh, specifically the smaller low, uh, people will say things like, oh, well, I'm not, too, you know, I'm too small to be featured here. But when you think about it, it locally, news stations are a, a, a good prospect because they normally highlight you know, hometown talent or hometown Mm. business entrepreneurs. So that's a good place to start, but you got to know how to present to them. You just, you know, there's, there's a way to, to do it. So I, you know, second, just make sure that you're researching people who are likely to feature you. So if you, you know, and this is a popular one with, 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 with independent artists. Uh, if you guys are just getting started out or if you're just, you know, maybe five, maybe you've been doing it for 10 years, you're a musician for 10 years and you, you've had some success, but you don't have any media placements to date or you don't have any recent media placements. And maybe the media, uh, media placements that you have are like, uh, you know, on a smaller scale, which is fine. But when you're setting your sights for somebody like a Rolling Stone or a billboard, you got to understand like there's a level of uh, reasonable expectations that you need to have. You have to gradually get to those people mm. and the news that you're presenting to them it needs to be in alignment with what they feature. So if you're an independent act and you're just doing local shows, 
Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not in the business of discouraging anybody because I really believe that anything is possible. But at the same time, you got to have some aspect of reality, you know, mm-hmm. into uh, reaching these sorts of, of, of people. And then also, too, along with that, like a press release is a good uh, tool when you're presenting to, to media. Mm-hmm. Um, don't sleep on that because it helps with SEO as well. You know, a lot of people say that the press release is not as important. I disagree with that because I've seen it do wonders. And I think it just, it's a matter of really making sure that you put the right ingredients in the press release, which is going to be, you know, answering your, your five W's with, which is the um, who, what, when, why, where, and then, you know, you want to make sure that you're highlighting those. And sometimes it may, you may not need all of those, uh, answering those, those five, but at the very core, I know a lot of people would, would uh, suggest like, Hey, yeah, that's still going to be like the basic stuff. So make sure that your, your title of the press release is really outlining what you're talking about within the release. You're going to have your, you know, your, your basic information, why it's important, a quote from whoever is being highlighted, if that's something that's of relevance, and really just sticking to the meat. So in your press release, you're not trying to give a mission statement or a history of why you guys got started. You really just want to focus on, hey, um, the uh, Dream Within podcast, hey, we've featured these people, we're telling these stories, it's compelling because it's changed. You know, you, you want to hit the hammer to meat in, of, of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the same thing with the pitch when you're reaching out you know, maybe you find somebody that you connect with on Twitter and they are uh, a writer for a lifestyle publication in New York or your local area or just, you know, maybe they do, um, you know, articles on mindfulness. And that's what you are, you know, what you're normally writing about. Hey, you know, hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, any opportunities for an interview or a feature or Q&A or, you know, some some opportunities to, to collaborate. And that's another way, because that's not only you reaching out and pitching them, but, you know, when you when you open yourself up for opportunities in that manner, maybe they may come back with something else. Like, hey, Dan, yeah, I, I'd love to. And, and you know, it's just relationship building. You have mm-hmm. to have to communicate with people. I think we we don't get to where we want um, because we don't communicate. And specifically with the PR, I think a lot of people get intimidated because it is work. But you know what isn't? And then also we feel like sometimes that maybe. Um, you know, it's it's too much to ask. But if you don't promote your stuff, then nobody's going to know. <laughs> you know, you got to you got to promote it. So mm-hmm. and then, you know, last but not least, if you don't have that five thousand dollar retainer budget uh, or fifteen hundred dollars or 10K or, you know, some of these agencies, depending on who you are and what you're doing, they're charging more. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you've got to be crafty. You know, you got to mm-hmm. come up with uh, some other means and ways to be able to present yourself. And so that's, that's really what I, what I want to hammer home is you can do it yourself. Just follow this process of, you know, making sure your foundation's clear, mm-hmm. putting together your story, uh, putting together your press release, your pitch articles, uh, figuring out who you're going to email and why, and then selling them on one or uh, two different points of the project or the subject. Maybe it's going to change the way we consume water Plus, it's going to reduce the amount of plastic in the ocean. You know, I don't know. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, I think you've just... Can I just do some... Yeah. Finger snaps. There we go. All right. We'll snap it out. Because <laughs> you just gave some super secret sauce there. Um, for those of you who didn't take notes, I want you to rewind that. Get your notepad out. Right. and take some notes because you were just literally given step-by-step step how to make this work. And even if you take that as the foundation, use it, leverage it, 
get some social proof, go and make a little money and then come and invest in taking it to the next level. You don't have to either A, necessarily go out and um, and make a, you know, a big, big investment before you're in a place to do it or before you're even positioned to do it. You can get your foundations right so that you can then go and make the investment in the right representation to take it to the next level once you've got those foundations covered. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people are like, oh, why are you, you know, you're sharing this and you could be, you know, charging retainers. And yeah, I, and I can, I'm, I still do that. You know, I can, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I'm doing both, but I, but you know, I, I really found like with me, I try to just stick with um, what I believe I do well, which to me is more, I, I can teach you how to do it. I can show you how to do it. But, you know, there, there are people who would rather have you to execute. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that, although although I prefer to show you how to do it so you can rinse and repeat. You know, hey, mm-hmm. if you, wanna, yeah, you can send that retainer this way all day. You know, we're mm-hmm. good. But um, it's definitely doable if you just apply the technique and you just stay consistent. And, you know, you could do it uh, per project. You don't have to do it year long. But, you know, whenever you need to employ a PR campaign or a publicity um, campaign for a specific project, you have it, you, you know, you drop it, there it is. And then you wait until the next one. And it's, mm. it's easy. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Let's talk about your book. All right. Let's, 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 let's. Courage is a muscle. Mm-hmm. Where did that total even come from? Oh my gosh. You know, okay. So let me just do a quick rewind. Okay, so I was inspired to write, like my grandmother passed away in uh, 2013. And so after, um, I, I'd, I'd always want wanted to write a book and I had been telling her, oh yeah, Mar-. she's like, oh yeah, you know, do you need to, you know, do whatever's in your heart to do. And so it wasn't until after she passed that I was really inspired to write the book. And it was initially titled The Entrepreneurial Gridiron. Um, and so, you know, after I spent like months and months of writing it, I finally uh, came upon my the editor, uh, Chris over at ha- uh, Haiku Editorial, who who helped out. And he's like, hey, you know, this is, you know, a lot a lot of the stuff is about courage, you know, <laughs> let's mm-hmm. you know, let's kind of rework it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we just kind of went back and forth and he said, hey, let's let's I think this will be good. And so courage is a muscle is how that came about. And um you know, I, I was kind of looking to figure out, okay, what, what goes with courage? Like what color really pops out? And mm. so that's how I, you know, the whole red and, you know, just the elaborate sideways kind of coming at people, um, you know, was, that was like when the creativity really sparked. So from 2013, I had kind of been chewing on it after she passed. And it wasn't until 2017 that I actually um, started kind of getting into the writing part of it. No, 2016, Mm -hmm. but I finished up the writing in 2017, 2018. It's when we really started kind of going back and forth with the titles and we just settled on Courage of the Muscle. So that was Mm -hmm. uh, thankfully at the collaboration of uh, my editor, Chris. And, and, you know, that's that's where we are. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. What are some of the key things that you really share in that in that book, I'm thinking it's got something to do with courage. But what are some what are some key takeaways? <laughs> some key takeaways for people that are looking at picking up that book. All right. So the key takeaways are definitely, uh, you know, courage. Uh, it it's uh, a large amount of the content that I'm sharing is faith based. Uh, and really quick, one of the the funny things about it, I love that you said that you only had 
you know, two jobs <laughs> because <laughs> you read that book, like there's a little bit of comedy to where, you know, you just he, see me like, I'm pretty sure people get, you know, the image of, 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 of me when they start reading it, but I talk about these jobs and I would be on these jobs and, you know, I'll work a week or a couple of days and quit. And so like, there's, there's, I, I can't even count the amount of, of jobs that I've had, but that's another way that I really knew that this, like what I'm doing right now, this is how I knew that this was for me because each time I tried to work those jobs and just being told, Hey, do this. And I, you know, don't get me wrong. Let me, let me make sure that I'm respectful of those people who do enjoy those nine to five jobs and the 40 hour weeks. Cause there are people who are built for that and they love mm-hmm. it and they're perfect and they're good at it. But I just knew it wasn't for me because it was just always like this, you know, desire to, oh, you know, you need to be working on this. So it, it wasn't really out of laziness. It was just like, no, nah, this is not, something is not right. Mm. And um, I started working at 12 at a, at a hair salon and I was always wanting to, to earn money and to, to be um, independent, you know, uh, financially. So I just, I just enjoyed the hustle of it at an early age. So I, I talk about, you know, just having the courage, having the faith to, to step out and to do the things that, that you want to do, even not even knowing and also to to be aware that, you know, it's not going to be all, you know, cakes and pies like like I'm right now, even in the rebuilding mode of where I once was. And that's not it's not a smooth road, you know, but sometimes mm-hmm. there's that saying that says, hey, you got to go down the mountain to get up the other side. You know, there's, you know, you got the the ebb and flows and you got the, the highs and the lows. So just know that the journey is definitely worth it if it's something that you want to pursue. So there's a, a little bit of that. And just, you know, just some a, a couple of short stories. I, I uh, talk about mindfulness and meditation a lot and just really um, just making sure that you're keeping your body intact as well. I'm a, a fitness trainer, so I try to make sure that the body is, is um, you know, fueled and stuff. And I'm getting quiet now because as I tell you this, I'm thinking about that pizza. I just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So it's like, it's like my mind is like, girl, you sitting up here telling Dan this and you just let him <laughs> down that greasy <laughs> pepperoni pizza the other day and you a lot of these people. But, uh, <laughs> but no, in all honesty, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I just, hey, guys, we're here for a short while. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have got to make the best of what you have, regardless of your situation, your environment. You know, we can't all be on the hill celebrating at one time. Sometimes we have to wait our turn. But even within that, like that in itself is something to be thankful and 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 grateful for. Because, you know, if we put our minds to it, like I said, everything and all things are possible. And that's that's what I go for. So it's just a, a little dose of hope and, and encouragement for um, aspiring entrepreneurs or even entrepreneurs, anybody that's, you know, looking for that little dose of motivation. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Absolutely love it. Um. I do want to pick on, I'm joking. I was about to pick on the pizza, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pick on the pizza. I think you've really given us some gems. I think you've given us some great stuff to chew on. I personally, I'm going to be rewinding this and having a pick through and just checking my house and making sure that, you know, there's no cobwebs on the dining table. (laughs) At the end of the day, I think it's those cobweb, those dining table cobwebs that normally are getting us into trouble. Uh, Did you have anything that you wanted to, um, to just leave the listeners with or just to carry home before we, uh, before we start to wrap things up today? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you don't take anything else, or maybe you're one of those people that go to the end of the podcast and say, Hey, Keetra, I heard your last podcast when you said this, you know, (laughs) 
there's one thing that you, <laughs> you know those people, people do that i know yeah. them can i just tell you a quick story i'm just, I'm yeah, just gonna take really 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 quick i remember the very very first episode i did of the podcast and uh i posted on my facebook i was like yeah you know you know got the got the done and went, oh my god oh this has been great oh thank you i had like i don't know how many like over 100 12 people downloaded the podcast downloaded <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> and there was like five to ten times that many people like, oh my god, this is amazing, blah blah blah. So yeah, I know those I know those people. They're they're out there. They 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 skip to the end. So for yeah. those skip to the end people, <laughs> we're gonna make sure that you don't leave empty handed. <laughs> oh my god. All right, for the skip to the end people. Um I very simple. You know, guys we we've survived you know you know what last year was you know for for those of us who are still on the fence about moving forward with the idea or the plan you got to take a step you have got to take the step i'm begging you i'm pleading with you take the first step don't worry about whatever else is down the line but just make sure that whatever you do today is small as simple as it may it may be make a decision to take the step because i think you know we don't get to to where we want to be because we were too afraid to take the first step. But you you know, stop looking at the the end. Just go ahead and take the first step and allow that to to lead you, and um see what that un, what what that unfolds. So take the first step. Beautiful. That's simple. That's it. That's all. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Good peeps. You heard okay. it here first. Yeah. Where's the best place for people to catch up with you? And um, we're going to pop everything in the show notes. But for those that are listening. All right, perfect. Well, uh, definitely want to say thank you so much, Dan. Mangina. <laughs> you know I have jokes at the All right, we okay, let me stop with the comedy act because I'm <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Yes. All right. So it's like thanks so much uh to you, Dan. I appreciate you having me on it's definitely been a pleasure for those who want to connect, be in touch, you can definitely follow me on social, uh, pretty much everything the slash thingy at Keetra, uh, LinkedIn as well. And then for my website is simply Keetra.com. And for anybody that's interested in PR consulting or advisory marketing campaigns, things like that, you can connect with me um, on the company website, which is styleofbusiness.co, not com, just .co. So styleofbusiness.co. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you much. Thank you. Uh, we'll make sure we pop all of that in the show notes. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to go and check that out again. If you're an end of the podcast person, you want to go about halfway through, aka start at the beginning, stop being a, <laughs> a, a fudge boy. And um, because we got some, some, I can't even say golden nuggets. They were platinum nuggets today. <laughs> platinum nuggets were, were dealt. Um, and we also learned the importance of eating pepperoni pizza. So until <laughs> next time. <laughs> till next time, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> until next time. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Remember that you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. And don't forget to keep dreaming with your eyes open. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan. Dan.